Assistive technology has come a long way. Welcome back to another Textination interview. I'm Fred Fishkin. And with us is Laura Allen, Head of Strategy, Accessibility, and Disability Inclusion at Google. Thanks for joining us, Laura. Thanks so much for having me. Well, today marks the 31st anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act, the civil rights law prohibiting the discrimination against people with disabilities. That includes many of us and family members, friends, or coworkers. Let's talk about the roles technology is playing in improving lives. Wonderful. Yeah. So, I mean, one in four people in the United States are living with a disability. This is such a huge population and it's the largest minority group. And honestly, it's the only minority group that any of us can join at any time. Um, I happen to have a really rare visual condition that impacts my central vision. So I use a variety of different assistive technology tools to be productive and to be independent in my day-to-day -day life. And that is sort of what has fueled my passion for accessible technology and what drives me to do my work at Google to help to really try to use technology to level the playing fields for people with disabilities. So definitely excited to be here today and to be talking about the importance of assistive technology in the world. Well, let's talk about some of the more specific solutions that, that Google has out there to, to, as we said before, improve lives. Um, yeah. One having to do with the, or, or several perhaps, having to do with nav navigating around. Yeah, definitely. So there are a number of different features I can talk about, you know, just a few today. But um, so, for example, for someone who is blind or low vision, um, we have a feature on Android called Lookout, which basically is using the camera on the phone um, to understand a real world idea, like what's going on in the world around you. So it's using computer vision. And essentially it can be used for things like detecting different objects, reading different currencies, um, and you know, lots of other things like reading food labels, scanning documents. So I happen to use this a lot when I get mail with really tiny text. I can use that to be able to listen to the, the text read aloud, which is really, really helpful. Um, when you're navigating the world, there's also a lot like think about if you're if you're walking around, you're trying to get from um, point A to point B and you're, you're walking perhaps with uh, visual impairment like myself. So if I'm not able to see the street signs or the store signs and things like that as I'm navigating, especially to a new place for the first time, that can really impact my confidence. So within Google Maps, I can turn on um, detailed voice guidance in the walking navigation. And this can really help by just giving me more context. So as I'm walking, it tells me things like, you're still on the right path. Your next turn is going to be in about 200 feet. Um, and it can even tell me things like a large crossing is, is approaching, uh, cross with caution. So that just really helps to boost my confidence as I'm walking independently. And speaking of maps, there are other features as well. So for example, there's a feature called accessible places in Google Maps. And this can be really useful for people who use wheelchairs. You know, there are 130 million people who use wheelchairs and uh, are navigating the world and need to understand, you know, when I arrive somewhere at my destination, is it going to be accessible and is it going to be inclusive for me? So um, are there, is there going to be an accessible entrance or accessible restrooms, um, parking, things like that? And of course, this isn't only useful for people in wheelchairs. 
it's useful for people who are um, using baby strollers or just perhaps who have difficulty navigating stairs. So these features can be really useful for many, many people across the world. And sometimes, hopefully temporarily, even if somebody has an injury or winds up uh, temporarily yes. in, in, a, in a wheelchair or using crutches or, or something else. Absolutely. I really feel like accessibility is something that impacts all of us, whether temporarily or situationally or permanently, um, whether it's with ourselves or it's your loved ones. It's something that we all just need to be really mindful of and try to figure out how do we build a more inclusive world together. Also, in, in the area of communication, uh, Google has done a lot. There's been a lot of advancement. Tell me about it. Yeah, there are a number of different features that you can use uh, to make communication a bit easier. So for one example, um, for someone who is deaf or hard of hearing, um, we have a feature on Android called Live Transcribe and Sound Notifications. So Live Transcribe can give you real-time automatic captions of a conversation. So as you're out and about, perhaps ordering coffee at a coffee shop, you can pull up Live Transcribe and have that conversation right there on your phone um, with captions in a number of different languages. And then sound notifications is, is super helpful as well because there may be different sounds going on in your environment um, that you want to get clued into. So for example, if an alarm is going off or if a baby is crying or if there's water that's running, you can set your phone so that there's notifications either through vibration or through a flashing light on the phone for someone who's deaf or hard of hearing. Um, so they are alerted to that sound that's actually going on. And there's also um, live captions, which are available in Google Meet video conferencing. So over the past year and a half, you know, so many of us have relied so heavily on video conferencing during the pandemic. And of course, you want to make sure that that experience is inclusive for people who are deaf and hard of hearing. Um, so you can go ahead and turn on live captions uh, to be able to see captions in real time of the conversation. Um, we also have other projects going on, of course. There's one that's more in the research phase right now called Project Euphonia, um, which just think about you know, how often so many of us are communicating and talking to our devices these days, talking to our phones, talking to our computers and our browsers, um, saying different commands. You know. So we want to make sure that experience is ultimately going to be accessible for someone who has a speech impairment as well. So Project Euphonia is, is really trying to collect different data um, on different speech impairments to make sure that these models are working for everyone. That's terrific. And I, even when it comes to the smart speakers as well, I assume mm -hmm. that could be. Oh, yes. There. So tell yeah. me about how some of that technology, the, the ability to use voice commands is, is, is helpful to so many today. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, voice commands can be so useful in so many different circumstances. Um, you know, you can do things like help to automate your home through voice commands, through Nest. Um, you can also, you know, for many people who have mobility and dexterity impairments, <clears throat> it might not be possible to use your, your hands to navigate your phone. So you can actually use a feature called voice access on Android as well which will allow you to, to really have a hands-free experience on Android. So you can use your voice to really control the device fully. Um, so this can be saying things like, you know, open Chrome, scroll down, um, just really giving those different commands to, to fully interact with your device, which is pretty interesting. 
what would be the best place or, or places for people to go to to get the information they need to, to take advantage of these tools? Yeah, I would suggest starting off with google.com slash accessibility. That's our central site for information about all of our different products. Uh, you can also just do a Google search for any of the different specific tools I mentioned today, of course. Again, it's google.com slash accessibility. Laura Allen, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Thank you so much for having me. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio. And that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.